What's up, people? It's your boy, D. Welcome back to the View from LA podcast. I'm your host. And for the new listeners, welcome aboard. Everyone, come on in. Have a seat in my virtual living room. Relax and enjoy the show. All right. So, I'm really excited about this. Is one of my, I'm always excited about all my episodes. But this episode, I'm kind of giddy about is fantasy football i know last week i told you guys that hey i will put out an episode about fantasy football tips and tricks i was really hoping to do that before by last week when i did announce it but this week i'm absolutely make wanted to make sure that i got that out this week before we went into you know the rest of the weekend and there's lots of been going i so busy last week is a lot going on i really had my heart set on doing it but i just couldn't get around with making the time to do it because i was so busy doing other stuff we as we all get busy in life you know with personal endeavors and everything sometimes those things we we, we want to address or deal with they take up too much time well they won't take it they, sometimes they take up too much time other times they just take up a lot of time that's unexpected so let's get to it I know already a lot of people have heard about fantasy football and probably are playing it. But for those who have who's never played it, you might ask, well, what I hear a lot about it. What is fantasy football? Fantasy football is this. Fantasy football involves selecting real players to create fake teams that earn points based on players' performance performances on the field. If your team scores more teams than the if your team scores more points than the other people's team, you win. You win. You win the game, and you get to rub it in their face on Tuesday morning. That's when everything basically resets in the league, and you get you get analysis of your past performances, which is really cool. Yahoo does a really great job of that. One of my favorites, uh, and all the other uh, sites out sites out there that are doing fantasy football will show you that too but yahoo has the best analytic anal, analytics on it so i i've been playing well about roughly about 15 years so i i i've tried different leagues but i i've tried espn i've tried nfl and a few others i just found that yahoo hands down to me is the best site to play fantasy football on uh, the public leagues are, the public leagues are great which everybody can just join in or you have private leagues where you and some friends uh, get together and you guys <clears throat> can do it that way for you know for bragging rights for fun a little prizes whatever you guys decide to put together me I like to play in public leagues but I also like to play in, I play in a lot of some private leagues too I'm in one right now the one I normally play in that usually uh, I've been playing it for over 10 years. Uh, I didn't play this year. Not because I didn't want to play, but I didn't play the I didn't play last year. But this year, I wanted to play, and I told the guy, the GM, well, the commissioner, if you will, of the league that I was playing. And then when he started the league, my other best friend said, "Hey, uh, we started the league," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And they didn't notify me, so I that 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 shit kind of pissed me off. But it's all cool. It's all one under the bridge. 
I'ma still address him about it because I'm like, bro, you didn't even come at me. What's up with that? That wasn't cool. Cause I've been playing this league forever. And a quick story behind it. Each year we would play, we would switch. The winner, the winner would get to be the commissioner, or you can pick the commissioner. Well, me and my boy, we had started this league and we commit we were commissioners over the course of 10 years or so. Well, I guess some people in the league did not like that whatever reason so <clears throat> they say why can't we change you know somebody else finally won and then my boy didn't want to basically he didn't want to do it anymore and they didn't like me doing it because i'm put up with their bullshit so with that being said they just have one of my other fr- our other friends doing it now but the the more than that a lot of money was put into this league so like we would we started out from like 75 but we went on up to maybe now we're like at about three three something almost 300 bucks <clears throat> in the top sorry i was clearing my throat it always happens whenever you're in front of a mic when you're not it's weird just when you're normally talking as we all normally talk if you're a person that uh com- it conversates a lot like me not to excess but but more than more than enough uh, you don't feel the need to always drink water or whatever, or your throat doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like any, you know your throat is clear, doesn't seem like anything gets caught in it. But the moment you jump in front of a mic, you, it's like your your voice in your lips and your throat takes on its own will that it decides. Oh, I need water right now. Oh, your it sounds like that you can't articulate very care quite you know very well because your mouth starts getting dry so maybe that's something that like a lot of people that are on the mic always uh run into it may and that's probably why people have when i when you look at different shows like sports shows or whatever not on the news i'm sure i'm sure they have water underneath their their tables or whatnot but they always have a cup there so i guess a cup is more acceptable than a bottle of water because it looks it looks more I guess more professional, more chic, more trendy, more swag, whichever word you want to apply to it. That uh, that's why they have it probably filled with water, tea, something to keep their throat from going dry. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, but now that I, I've made the mental connection between the two, that's why people do it because I'm probably not the only person that this happens to, and I'm sure you fellow podcasters can tell me out there, hey, that actually happens to me too. So. Now I know why people have all of these beverages and drinks and stuff on their on their tables when they're doing the uh, the lot the live visual podcast and stuff. So, <clears throat> but yeah, so the top well, I was talking before the top three guys back to the back to the uh, fancy football. The top we it used to be the top four, but. It might be still a top four, but I like in a lot of leagues, either the top three or four get paid out with the grand prop, but most like a larger percentage of the money going to the overall winner. And uh, in second place does really, really well. And third place pretty much kind of gets their money back and maybe a little bit extra on top. But if if, if they go four people, four four top finishers then guarantee the fourth finisher will definitely make your money back so usually the league is pretty much done 
you know, when a normal NFL football season starts, usually the deep late no mid to late November are the playoffs. No. Late November to early December are usually the playoffs finishing up around like maybe a week or so before Christmas. It depends on what league you're in. But for the most part, the first two weeks in December are usually the play uh, the playoffs and you finish up. So if you can do if you do real well, you can have a <clears throat> cool little extra Christmas bonus to spend on yourself or whoever you feel like you need to spend it on. You know? That money comes in handy. Oh shit. I need a new PlayStation. Guess what? I got I just won I just won fifteen hundred dollars, so guess what I go give me a PlayStation without blinking an eye, you know? That kind of, that kind of stuff. You wanna buy some shoes or whatever. Whatever your desire is, when you you know, whatever winnings you can come up with. But also, besides Yahoo, which I mentioned to you earlier, are the great leagues like FanDuel is really awesome and uh DraftKings. So I've tried those two. I really like those leagues, and you can play they give you various, they give you more creative ways to play. It's too many to mention, but you can get in free leagues. They got a lot of free leagues, but uh, where the money is, it's like, you know, you got anywhere from ranging from a 50 cent, 50 cent leagues, you know. But when you when you start to put in like $5 or more, that's when you start to see a lot of competition. There are a lot of, there's some really, really good players out there. And it's always a good way to, to uh to match how well you how well you you uh, stack up against the competition because there are a lot of guys honestly who and ladies who play this professionally some people make a living off of they put a lot of money into larger leagues and then they get paid out and some people live they living off of this the income that they make off of uh fantasy sports so you know so they 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 have but i think with that there's a lot more sophisticated ways to play. There's a lot of a lot of analytic a lot of analytics involved, and then they tap into a lot of websites that supposedly gives them information about you know lineups and you know uh, players and stuff like that. So you they'll know what to to get the optimum performance out of guys. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, you you could have a stack lineup, but it may not be their day, and that's what really sucks. You got you got Lamar Jackson, or you got Mahomes. You got the top running backs. You got uh, Henry from Tennessee, and you got receivers like Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, you got one of the guys out of New Orleans. I can't remember names right now. Uh, you got uh, my man out of KC Hill. You got quarter uh, tight end Kelsey. You know, you just you just got a basic your your lineup is loaded with a top a lot of top tier talent. So if they, if they get a day where they're not performing or they're just it's not their day to be on the field, you you can you you can suffer. So you think you might you might amass maybe like over a hundred, let's say 120, 30 plus points, maybe even higher, and you may not get that and you like wait a second how did i lose you expect these guys to perform and they don't for whatever reason but for the most part all of the if you pick a solid lineup they always come through one of the things i like to do when i'm picking in regards to a lineup is consistency consistency i found is always better than 
Because a lot of guys try to pick the, the superstars. Why? Because they're trying to they're trying to hit a home run. Your home run hitters. They're great to have in your lineup. I ain't even gonna lie. I try to add them too. But what I try to do is have consistency up and top, up and down my lineup, from the quarterback to the receivers to the running back to the tight end to the flex player, which is a wide receiver, tight end, running back, the kicker, and the defense. And the defense itself is kind of a they're 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 like. The defense is like stocks. They fluctuate because you might they might start off dominating the team. And you know, the, the more you can keep them closer to zero, the, the higher your points go when when you can like do sacks, takeaways, different things like that. And obviously you got like maybe let's say you got 15 points. Guess what? As the score goes up, your points start dropping. So next thing you know, you go from 15. 18 points, you're all the way down to like maybe 11, then seven. And you finally finish with like maybe six and a half or seven points. Some leagues do half points, but for the most part, uh, it's usually like a full point. But you can't, the, the commissioner has the power to make all the kind of adjustments in the league. So he or she can make those weird point adjustments. I don't like half points because they suck. So I always full points is always cool for me, and I'm sure for a lot of you fancy football players out there. So as we get into the tips, here's what I like to do when I'm playing. Hang on, I wrote all this stuff down. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> I wrote all this stuff down. Okay, so the type of leagues that I particularly like to play in are usually the 10-man league or the 12-man league. Now, you may have a lot of... Say you got 20 friends, right? Don't go creating a 20-person a league. Don't even create a 14-person league. If, if that's the case, split those leagues. Split those leagues in half. If you got that many people going to play, split they'll... Break them down into 10-point league. I mean, 10-person league. That why, why 10 to 12 is best or is optimal because you get a better free agency pool to tap from. So when you got to go and pull a player for whatever reason, let's say due to injuries, suspensions, or anything like that, uh, you have, or a player, just think, next thing you know, a player is really trending that they decide to put in. Guess what? You can go and pull that guy out of free agency pool. Now, in my league, what we also do is we waive the no waiver period. That's actually a lot more challenging and a lot more fun. It allows you to pick up players like that, like right away, like ASAP. You can even pick them up in the game. But however, once a player is slotted in to play, you can't physically change them out. That'd be cool if you could change out a player's injury. I'm actually going to look at that when I get a chance and see if you can. I don't think you can, but I'm going to look. I would like to be to uh, change a player out if that player gets injured. However, there would be a cap on the points uh, that it would give you. Let's say your player, you know, your running back gets hurt. You can replace him with another running back. That running back that they put in blows up. And 
your your injured player maybe have gotten seven points and he was trending on up trending upward but he got hurt all of a sudden he's got a leg injury knee injury whatever kind of injury he's out the game he's not returning blown hamstring whatever but you put this other player in and replace him now this player goes bananas and he gets about 25 points but then it's like nope uh it uh, it allows you to maybe get about maybe five more points than what that player had but it puts a cap on it or maybe it just stops at the amount of points that player had it allows you to go no more than 10 points so that way you can't uh you you can't you can't get a clear-cut advantage over the person you're playing because sometimes you can't predict injuries you can't predict injuries that you know no one no one basically can so it sucks when you got an optimum lineup and that player gets hurt and next thing you know you got to deal with them uh next thing you know your 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 points get affected because that person got hurt you know so that kind of sucks but 10 to 10 to 12 person lineups are great no i'm sorry let me back up 10 to 12 team leagues are great so that way you get the op again you get the optimum uh, opportunity to uh continuously refresh your make trades refresh your uh your lineup if you need to or just leave it as is it's up to you uh, so basically when it, when you begin to draft, you draft just like the, you know, you draft just like the NFL. However, like all in the league team teams, 10 through 12, once you're all assigned prior, assigned as a team, you got to assign all the assigned teams before prior to the draft. And then once the draft begins, it, a few minutes before the draft, it will show you your, uh, your draft order. So. You know, it goes clock. They say snake draft. So basically, it goes counterclockwise. No, it goes clockwise and then counterclockwise. And it'll keep doing that all the way throughout until the draft is done. And usually, these drafts they last about maybe maybe forty. I don't know, but like they could last anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour, something like that. Depends on what's going on. Depends on what's going on. Usually, about about. But within an hour's time, it's over, and you guys don't have to worry about uh, nothing you need to worry about, really. But once that's done, then you guys are good to go, okay? So you, everybody got their players set. What I like to do is once the draft is finished, go in, a tip is to go in and try to make quick changes, quick changes before they make you wait till the next day in order to pull players out. So I try to, I try, I try to make those changes, those quick changes for players. Like I don't like that guy, so I get rid of that guy, get rid of that guy, and then after that, it'll go into a wait period. You won't be to do it until you, until actually the draft is over and the wait for the season to start. So. When I'm looking at a draft, I've all the play. I look at, at every position. I always try to go pull the top player, the top five players. It's usually I have a list of top ten players at every position. 
I usually try to go after the the first half of that first, and if and then I'll go after the next half. A lot of people they like to go running back first because why? Because the running backs are the guys that get that tend to get the ball a lot. So if in fact that you do, you're good to go. But what I like to do is I like to I might go running back, running back, but then I'll slip in and take because nobody's thinking about a quarterback at this point. They're not thinking about them till like maybe the third or fourth round. I'll go ahead and snatch up a, uh, a top, a high-end quarterback, like maybe after my first pick. Why? Because I want to secure that quickly. Because no, number one, nobody's paying attention to that. So I'm gonna go on and snatch him quickly, so I don't have to worry about it later on down the line. Because you can always find good quarterback talent. You don't have to get a home run hitter. Remember what I said about consistency earlier? You want to get that consistency factor going. And as long as you got a quarterback that can produce, you're good. You know, you may not have a Mahomes, or you may not have a uh, Lamar Jackson, or you may not have a Russell Wilson. But if you get a guy that can get you 15 to 25 points, you're good because you're going to get that consistency out of him every week. And you got to be careful of players you pull from teams that were trash last year because if they're trash last year, they're probably going to be trash this year. But you, I try to pick from the teams that have, uh, again, that word consistency, that teams that consistency success are, con- are consistently successful, you know, like the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams, the, uh, well, right now San Francisco's not doing too well, the San Francisco's, the Patriots, uh, teams like that, or, da- or sometimes Dallas. Or, you know those those just those teams that are consistently winning have a have a have a, a reputation of a winning record then you know you you know what you're getting and plus with the uh, the coaches you know or the New Orleans you know you're gonna get a winning product out of those guys so you can pull from that you can pull from that pool those teams like that draft if you if you have the opportunity to do it when they come up in the draft so when you're drafting you you build your list because okay you got all these great players out there but you might want a particular list a particular list of players that you might be hunting for so you you they're like you you put a it's a star or actress or something like that depending on what league you're playing at but you they go on your my favorite my favorite player list so what you would do is tag all these players you know, they got stars by them. Yeah, I, I forgot about it. They got stars by them. And then you just light them up. So every time they come through at every position, you got all your top your top five through ten guys. So and when you draft them, they all may come off the board. So when you go, if that player was in your favorite player slot, he's now gone. He's now gone. So... And now you just gotta keep moving on. You know, you don't, you can't, you, you can't, you don't wanna wait because you can't think, dwell on, oh man, I didn't get that guy. Okay, move on to the next, who's the next guy in your top player group? Uh, so again, consistency is always the key. I'll probably keep echoing this throughout the whole podcast for this one. So, and one of the things too is 
like the thing that I, that I got one of my buddies taught me is don't fall in love with your players. What that means is if you have a key player, let's say you you drafted pretty decent running back, but you need to beef up your running back core, and you got a you got like a Russell Wilson, then what you're gonna do? You're gonna make a you're gonna make a trade. You know you with those guys. You can probably usually try to get a two-for-one situation. You, you take like a consistent player, but you take a really great player, and they're like, well, you might have to sweeten it. You might have to just add on, a, along with Russell Wilson or Mahomes, you might just give them a pretty good, a pretty good, decent player. You don't want to give them a superstar. You don't want to give them two superstars unless they're giving you two superstars. But if you got a superstar, and you got a pretty solid player, you can usually get get something really good out of the deal because they're like, oh shoot. Yeah, I really want I really want Russell Wilson. Okay, well what are you gonna give me for him? Well I want that guy and I'll take that guy. Well, just for Russell Wilson, okay, I'll add in this guy. So you get Russell, you get a great player, a pretty good player for Two really, really, really top consistent players from them that'll that'll beef up not only beef up your lineup but give you uh, a lot of uh, produce a lot of points for you every every week, right? So you go ahead and you do that. But the allure, the allure of that is that superstar player. That allure of it is like, again, that superstar player. Like, oh, shoot, because you got them thinking, oh, shoot, we're going to give you Russell Wilson? Yeah. But in the end, you always gonna, you're always going to try to make that deal advantageous for you. They get a deal. Of course, they're going to get some out of it, but you, 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 you're going to come out winning on it if you make the right trade. You, you, you make the trade really appealing. That's why when you hear all these pro teams, it's like, well... It's like I had to give up, like like the Laker trade. They had to give up Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, and some other guys to for AD to get AD over to LA. So they had to really sweeten the deal. LA got a few players. They were either they got a few more players in the deal, but either they're like, nah, we don't want these guys. We'll send them somewhere else. So they got another team involved. But at the end of the day, we got AD, and that AD trade, as you guys can see paid off for you right so don't fall in love with your superstar players if you can part with that player part with that player so and we like to call those blockbuster trades so don't be afraid to fall in love with your player and the next thing is another thing people don't pay attention to is no okay that they don't pay attention to what i like to pay attention to is your bye weeks make sure when you're drafting that you get players with really really deep bye weeks why because if you can build up a get a run going like for example like if you if you can get your you can start winning early and so when you get into like the weeks like the the seven through the tens then guess what 
you can afford if you have to take a loss you can afford to do that because you've got you're 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 like about six seven wins in and you can take a loss if you're six and one you're seven and one you're good because why because you built up that long run in the be in the beginning so when you get to the bye week you can make the proper adjustment like those deep bye weeks you're like okay well i'll just take a i'll just take a guy that's going to get me a quarterback okay russell wilson is out i'm just going to pick up a, a decent a good pretty good quarterback that will still give me some points he won't get me russell wilson points but he'll, he'll he's kind of like the fill-in for that bye week so really pay attention to your bye weeks and really make sure you go deep in selecting players when in, in regards to your bye weeks so let me just take a swig of water here my throat is getting dry and uh just one of the things i always share with people i have to always record the show in two segments right so we're approaching i i meant to cut this off at 15 minutes and split it up but we're approaching 30 minutes here so i'm gonna go ahead and stop this portion of it but we'll pick back up and we were talking about the bye weeks and we'll continue to move on with that guys so just thank you for listening i love fantasy football and it's a lot of fun you can make money off of it too if you learn if you know if you know how to play it right so again we're just gonna we're gonna stop we're gonna finish out this one this first half of the show and then we'll come back and we'll finish up with the second segment and the rest of the show okay i'm your i'm your boy d your host with the view from pod with the view from la podcast and we will see you shortly as we take a quick break all right What's up, people? This is your boy, D. I am back with the View from L.A. podcast. And we are finishing up the final segment of the show, the second half of the show. So, and uh, fantasy football tips and tricks. I hope you've learned a lot. And I hope I've been able to share a lot with you guys on the things that I like to do. And I found these uses over the years have benefited me in my leagues and uh it's been you know as you we you play a long time it's always something new you can learn about uh gaining a tactical edge to fantasy football so these tips have allowed me to do that and i just wanted to i love fantasy football and i just wanted to just happily share that with you guys and maybe you've got some cool tips and tricks that you guys have learned along the way that have allowed you to dominate your leagues especially in the money leagues if you can dominate or get up in the top tier you know okay because in these other leagues like FanDuel and DraftKings where you plan for money and you put in a little you put in money in a pot and a pot is huge the higher you finish, the better off you are. And sometimes you'll find yourself when you're playing, you can look at how you're doing against your peers. And a lot of times you'll find you have the same lineups. 
So kind of sometimes everybody's thinking the same way. But the higher you finish, the better the payout. And the more money you put in, the higher you finish, the better the better the better the payout, the greater the payout. So if you want to drop five hundred dollars into a league, if you can do that, go ahead. I'm not there yet, but one of these days I probably will do it to see how well I do. But it's 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 like a gamble. But if you are confident in your skill set, you'll go ahead and put it to the test and see how good you are. Try the lower tier leagues. Try like the the fifty the $25 to $50 league and see how well you do. You know, I'd rather take that and stretch that money across the board and come up, come out better than try to take one lump sum, you know, essentially uh, you're in Vegas and you're going to push all your chips in. A lot of times it comes out good. A lot of times it don't come out so good. So that's just the nature of fantasy sports. So, as we were last talking about, we were talking about bye weeks and by and really stretching your bye weeks way out to like anywhere from seven to ten weeks gives you a tactical advantage because it allows you to gain steam on the league as far as winning is concerned. And one of the, one of the things that I I've always in a, in the last four or five years I've always looked at and really kept the eye on is when the season starts and you're in the heart of September, you have to have the keep in mindset, uh, okay, there's usually four games or four weekends that you can play fantasy football in September. So you want to make sure that you have a dominant September because the dominant September sets you up for the rest of the season. If you don't think that's true, Go ahead and lose all your games in September. Now you're, you're spending the next month and a half trying to play catch-up. And hopefully, uh, if you're not behind in losses, you're behind in points. So you still want to max score max 100-plus points every weekend because that can be the difference as well as losses in between how where you're seated. And in most, in most uh, 10 to 12-team leagues, only the top six are going in. They technically you will have maybe top six or maybe the uh, that will play for like the higher round to play out the play, the money round. So and at the end to finish out the the, the final seating, you'll have teams that are just get into these uh, these consolation playoffs and. You know, it's like, oh man, I don't want to finish the last person. So you might battle, you might be 10th at the time, but you'll battle for 8th place. You'll battle for 7th place. You'll battle for 9th place, whatever. Just so you don't be the, the worst thing you do in the league when you're playing is it be the last person that finishes at the bottom of the barrel. That sucks because that's etched in the history, the, the fancy history books forever. Uh, you know, so somewhere on, somewhere it's sitting on the server, and your team name is there, and you finished tenth. So right now in my league, um, two and two because I start that the non-paid league I'm in. I started a week behind. It was a public league, so I'm two and two. I should have won that. I made a tactical mistake and not using a player and he went off 
and that would have put me over and I would have beat out the guy and I'd be sitting at uh, three and one. But that's cool. I'll take two and two. Uh, the league that I started on time, the family league, my friends and family that I'm in with my, my best friend, his, his, his brother's league and they got, you know, they got friends and family playing so they always invite me back to play. Uh, I'm currently number one. I'm currently sitting at four and one. I started off losing and then my boy was trashing me, talking mad trash. But I, I dug in, I kept making moves and I'm sitting at four and one. I kept pulling players out of the free agency pool. I like to call it the trash can or dumpster. My boy calls me a dumpster dive king because I always pull out those gems that people never saw coming that produce. And we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna you wanna try to get ahead of the game in September because September is the catalyst. It is the the brick that you will lay for your team's winning foundation winning loss foundation through the entire season. So if you have a successful September, odds are that you're gonna be, you're gonna get into the playoffs and you're gonna have a good run, okay? And I wanna be one of the top three. I want I want to finish as the champion, but I definitely wanna get into the money rounds so, so, I can, so I can have a nice little Christmas, a little Christmas bonus in my pocket, you know what I'm saying? So they only put in like $10 this time. Like, man, come on. I was like, can we put it to anybody? Everybody already put in 10, so whatever. Okay. I still want to play. So I didn't do, I did, I sucked last year. I had some tr- problems, but this year I'm locked into the league. So I'm definitely taking it one game at a time, but I'm also looking for tactical edges everywhere I can get. And, oh, I just want to click her quick, a quick clarification is don't. Don't fall in love with your players in regards to trading them. I think I said that earlier, but I was quickly listening back to what I said about that, and it sounds like fall in love with your players. No, don't fall in love with your players. That means you have that every any player on your roster that is a value to you and is a value to the rest of the league has it has ability to trade them. But make sure you get something, as we were speaking about early, that you get something in return that benefits your squad. Okay? So don't fall in love with your players. Oh, I got Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I got I, I got Patty Patty Holmes, Mahomes. Or I got Lavar. I got Lamar Jackson. Or I got Dak Prescott. Or I got Antonio Brown. Or I got any other player I can't think of players names I've drawn a complete blank but you don't want to fall in love with them if they can bring you a great benefit I know it, it look it hurts trading those players away because you like them you like what they bring to the table but if they can it's about the short term for the long term so if you can find a way to make a move a blockbuster trade that will benefit you down the road then do that I try not to trade unless it's really for me I try not to make trades unless it's really, really, really advantageous to my run. And right now, I've been able to go dumpster diving. As we're gonna get into that, like I just said, uh, and I don't have to do that. I made one trade. I did make trade. I take that back. I traded at the time. I had the 
quarterback from Houston. And my boy needed a quarterback. Well, this is this is another trick I'm gonna tell you guys about. We were going to trade. We we actively went in and made a trade, and people uh, met Calf for the Houston quarterback, right? And I really because I really needed a wide receiver, and we put it through. However, it's messed up because in this league, you know. If you in fun leagues, you a lot of trash talking ensues, a lot of shenanigans ensues. If you like, hey, everybody go behind your back. There's a lot of backstabbing too, and but it's fun though, so don't trip, don't get upset, because uh, there's a way to get around that, and I'm gonna tell you about that right now. That if they decide to veto your trade, and they can do that, they have to have a percentage of the vote. They'll veto your trade. So that's what they did to us. They vetoed our trade. And we tried to go to right the good route, you know, through, a, a, you know, a trade. They vetoed it. I said, okay. So we created this other strategy, which is perfectly legal in the league and probably any other league that you play in. We decided, and they were players we could drop at the time. So what we did was, we called each other up. Don't tell nobody I'm telling y'all this, okay? Keep that to yourselves. We called each other up. We said, hey, we both wanted each other's players. This is what we're going to do. Uh, we were on both of the line at the same time. At the count of, we counted to five. We both dropped our players and we simultaneously, within 10 seconds, 10, no more than 15 seconds, we picked those player, each other's players that we wanted up. And now the crazy thing is if your GM sets up the league to the point where he gets all kind of trade notifications about trades, drops, and acquisitions, that's going to pop up. So the moment it popped up that they, uh, they tried to get them, it's like, man, I tried to do it, but it was already gone. But the cold thing about it, they didn't, because they know me and him been long, knowing each other so long, they didn't want us trading. I'm like, that that's kind of unfair. I make no sense. And ever since then, everybody else in the league is making trades. I blasted them for it, and everybody got quiet. I blasted for them on, the, on, on text and all that. And everybody got quiet. Nobody said anything. So I'm like, that's cool. But And they're doing their trades now. It, I don't trip on it. I sometimes play around. I throw a veto in there. But I really don't care because I'm that confident in my own squad that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take care of my business. This why because I'm trying to play the right way and not trying to be underhanded and shady. I didn't have to make a shady move. It was only. It was only. It was only. It was. It was a cause and effect that they did me dirty. So I had to take the back door to get what I needed done. So and it was a. It was a. It was a legal backdoor move. But it's like one of those loopholes in the contract nobody sees coming, and you execute that loophole, and then it's like, oh shoot, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, so, but now I don't need to. I don't need to make any trades. I, I got my lineup pretty solid. So, again, like I told you guys earlier, I'm four and one, rocking and rolling and patrolling, never slowing. <laughs> a few bars, whatever. I'm not a rapper. I just threw that in there, guys. So, uh, that's where we are. So. Free agent pool, aka dumpster. What I do, my friend, as I mentioned earlier to you, I am the dumpster king. 
What does that mean? That means always being on the lookout for top tier players. Uh, taking a look at the advantages that that you know the NFL information gives you. You know, trending players. I'm looking for all of that uh, to make sure that I can find a gem. You know, like a, a, I call it a gem, a, a, a gem. I'm looking for gems. I'm looking for guys that have been producing typically. If I see a guy that might be worthy of a pickup, I'm going to look at his performance over the last two to three weeks. And if I and I kind of do like a, a poor man's analysis of what I think his point output may be. And usually if it comes out like if he's got 15 over the last two or three weeks, he's got seven in one spot, 15 in another, and maybe let's say 18 in another. Then I'm going to figure out maybe this guy might get about maybe 7 to 12 points. Okay, I'm going to take him because that's production. Maybe his production, his production, his production will more, the, the, the better his scores over that length of time, the, the greater chance of his production being really double digit like going forward when you snatch that player. And the crazy thing about fantasy football, I, I get an excess of maybe five hours of sleep if I'm lucky throughout the entire season. Why? Because I'm always on great, great team owners, aka virtual GMs, are always on the hunt for uh, great talent. So you never stop looking day and night, 24 hours a day. You're always checking your board. You're always checking information. Don't always rely. Don't always rely on the NFL information or the other informational gurus out there. Sometimes the information can be wrong. A lot of times it's right, but you have to, in your own mind, you have to make the best judgment for you, your, in your, in your team. You know that's going to benefit you. You know, so just make sure that you make wise decisions, wise choices that you don't. You don't just have knee-jerk reactions to pulling a player. You know, as fast as I pull a player, I'll drop a player too. But when I get a level, again, just work consistency in my lineup, I may hesitate on dropping a player if I know uh, he can produce for me. Okay? So. And we did discuss dumpster diving. Let's play performances. So, again, one of the key things in here is always be on the lookout for great players. Don't be afraid to make blockbuster trades. Always look to make your team better. Remember, September is the, the essential catalyst to a great season. If you, the, the better, the, the, the greater your win versus loss ratio is in September, the better outcome will be for you in the months nearing the bye weeks and the playoffs and remember you it's going to take about depends on the league but usually about eight or nine wins to solidify you a playoff lock lock see where you're locked in and you're, you're going to be able to but the higher you finish the better off you are why is because sometimes usually in these leagues the first the, the one and two seeds have a bye week and they don't have to play. So you get to watch other people put their lineups together as you prepare for the second week. 
you know, it's like, you know, initial playoff, like the wild card round, and then the preliminary round, and then they get to like the quarterfinal, and they get to the semifinals, and they get to the finals. So you want to be the guy that's able to be able to sit out the first week. But if you have a strong team, you shouldn't be afraid to take on when you go into that. If you're a third, if you're a third guy in, fourth guy in, you shouldn't be afraid to uh, take on uh, that team that you got to face to move on. So, and finally, to the GMs, if you are a league general manager, aka commissioner, I would suggest you guys have to make it more fun. No, no way. Have a no waiver rule, no, a waiver period rule. Get that out the way. Allow your your people in your league to to pick up players ASAP. Remember, if they pick them up during the game, they won't be. They can't put them in the game anyway. That's not the way y'all fantasy leagues work, especially in Yahoo. You can pick up a player if you got the roster space, but you cannot. Uh, Pick him up and then put him in a game. Okay, and don't be afraid, like on the defense and the kicker side, I want to add that in too, is to plug and play. Like the court anywhere from the quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end are usually solid inputs. But the kickers, kind of solid. I'd say they're halfway solid. No, I take that back. I'd say they're like 70% solid, but you can kind of plug and play with them. Uh, but defenses, you can plug and play with defense and look at look at the weak teams that are being played against, and if you can snatch that team that against that team that's like pretty much tanking or losing all their games, you can go ahead and just put a team against them, and so your team can get some points. Because usually, right now, if a team is losing a lot, that mentality from them not to win any games is our technically already set in, already set in. So you can, you can, it's kind of like leading the lambs to the slaughterhouse. You already got, they already got that mentality set. So go ahead and pounce on them. And you could have a tendency to, for your, for your, for your team, uh, your kicker or your defense to have a great outcome, you know. And look for those trending uh, defenses that are, that are scoring double digits. The more double digits you score, the better off your overall score is going to be. Like, if everybody in your lineup is scoring 10 plus, well, let's, it, okay, the quarterback should get you from anywhere from 19 to like 19 plus, 25 to like 30 plus points, depending on who the player is and who, depending on the quarterback is and who they're playing. Uh, but everybody else should get you double digits. If you got everybody scoring double digits, that puts your point total high, and that put and that and if you cut if you come out a winner, that also will place you in the position of a higher higher seating. So always don't remember to try to do those tips and tricks. There's think one more thing I wanted to mention. Watch remember that once I let you guys go. But other than that, guys, that is the gist in it. Tips and tricks in the fantasy football. Uh, it's been fun talking about it, and I'm in, I'm enjoying it. If I get a hot tip, I'll I'll quickly put out a fantasy segment for you guys to like key in on. 
you know, for those who are listening to me and also fancy football players. If you don't play fancy football, give it a shot. Just play. You know, you don't you don't have to jump in a Yahoo League because it's like it's going to be in the middle of the season. Maybe you can jump in and finish out half the season. But uh, the, uh, the 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 DraftKings and uh, the other league, the DraftKings and and the other fantasy league I mentioned to you, you guys can just play those. You, you, you can play them like you only got to play one day. You don't have you can just play them weekly. You don't have to you you don't have to be in the league. You can just jump in any contest and just play pretty much right on the spot before the contest starts. You know, you can do it for the over the whole weekend or like if you got a Thursday night football, you can play that lineup too and it allows you different variations. You can go in, you can play up to the first through the second half or the third through, you know, the set, the second, the second half of the game, you can play third through the fourth quarter. That way, uh, I, I kind of tried that. It's kind of fun, but I, I might play around with it a little bit more, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Uh, but I just like to play the full game. So, one more final thing I wanted to mention to you guys before I let you go. Uh, I don't like Thursday night football games. Why? It's because I got it was a feedback years back that come from the uh, the pros themselves said they don't typically like playing on Thursday nights because why it's a short week for them then they have to get ready to play on the Thursday night although they get a longer week on the back end initially up front man we just came off a of Sunday now we got a Thursday night game so it's little time to prepare and plus you playing a game of football you're trying to decompress you're trying to get treatment healing and, and you know you got to go through all your your, you know your your practice scenarios to prepare to prepare for Thursday night's game, and sometimes you'll get lackluster. Why I say that? Because you will get lackluster performances. Because the guys at that point, many of them tell you they just going through the motions of playing so they can get that game check, and they don't really care about fantasy football. Some of them do, a lot of them don't. So they're like, I don't care about that. When they get interviewed by them, I don't care about no fantasy football. That means nothing to me. It actually doesn't. It means more to us as fans that play play fantasy football. So if you all costs, try to avoid fantasy games. But if you got your superstar going on a Thursday night and he happens to blow up, that's like that's a roll of the dice. So usually I try to just if the superstar like a core like a Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that is playing, I'll I'll go ahead and just do it. I'll go. I'll go ahead and just uh, have them play, so I don't have to worry about uh, not playing them, and they have a great game. All right. So other than that, guys, thank you very much. It's been great. Appreciate you guys very much. This is your boy D with the View from LA podcast with the fantasy football tips and tricks edition. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope I gave you a lot of insight into the game itself, and. I will see you again soon on the next regular episode coming up real soon. Take care. God bless. Be good. Take care of yourself. All right. Have a good one. I'm out. Peace.